these opportunities that will be provided for independent transmission companies, which eventually may be connected to the central grid, can be used by the nuclear generation company. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Aprilio Podcast. On this podcast, we bring you interesting stakeholders to discuss relevant aspects of nuclear technology in Africa. And on today's episode, I've made the effort to delve into the and come close to the interesting and very powerful mind of a very, very key stakeholder in the nuclear industry in Africa, in the person of Dr. Ali Bukal Ahmad. Ali Bukal Ahmad is presently the general manager regulations and compliance in the transmission company of Nigeria with over 25 years of combined experience in research, technical maintenance and of electricity market regulation through implementation and compliance audits of the grid code, market rules, technical commercial procedures, codes, orders and directives. He studied and worked with energy and environmental agencies in national and international in Outlook institutions. He served as chairman, West African Powerpool Committee on Engagement of Consultants for the draft of the regional grid code. If you've not heard of what is grid code, listen up, we are going to hear a lot about it today. He was also the vice chair of IRERA Committee on the draft of West African Transmission Service Access and Use Procedures from 2017 to 2018. And so, I want to urge you to listen up as we have a very interesting conversation today and delving in, into his very, very productive and ingenious mind. And so today, can you please um, introduce yourself, tell us a bit about you and what you do. Mm, thank you very much, Mr. Jerry. My name is Alibukar Ahmad. My name is Alibukar Ahmad, and I'm presently the general manager, regulation and compliance, as you said, transmission company of Nigeria. I was born in Kano, in Rilwe, that is my hometown, um, in 1967. I attended Rilwe Primary School, then um, Government Secondary School, which is now um, Unity College. And then I proceeded to University of Medupri. I read physics in my first degree. Later, I started um, lecturing with College of Art Science Campus. Then I went back to school, University of Jos. I obtained my master's in atmospheric electricity. My then I left University of Meduguri. I went to United Nations University in Tokyo and I read environmental change managers. I came back to Nigeria. I enrolled PhD program, which I did not finish yet. I'm sorry to say this. I'm currently undergoing two PhDs, and I'm currently um, a master's student in International Hellenic University in Greece. I'm studying um, energy law, business regulation, and policy. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's quite a very long um, and very uh, interesting uh, introduction. Um, engineer. Uh, you've been quite very enriching when somebody comes close to you discussing about Nigeria's uh, energy landscape. And on this um, podcast, we talk more about nuclear energy and the organization, the transmission company of Nigeria is a key stakeholder in this uh, endeavor. And so I wanted to know, 
as the nuclear power plant requires better grip capability, mm. the organization uh, stands a very vantage position to welcome this new source of energy. So, can you give us a rundown of uh, the summary of our grid status as a country? Um, we, the, actually the statistic is changing already. Um, when, before the unbundling of uh, Nigerian electricity sector, the total installed capacity according to the uh, electric power policy was put about at about 30,000 megawatt. Now the installed capacity is 13,000 megawatt. And out of that 13,000 megawatt, TCN can comfortably, comfortably transmit 8,100 megawatts out of that 13,000 megawatts. And we have more than 3,000 kilometers of uh, 132 KV lines, 5,000, sorry, about 3,000 kilometers of 330 KV lines. So it's actually TCN is nationally an outlook. There is no corner of the country that you go, you will not see the presence of a transmission company of Nigeria. We have built over time a lot of uh, um, transmission stations, both 330, both 330 and 132 all over the country. We've embarked on also uh, a conducting of our transmission lines, those that are obsolete, those that are old, and also a replacement of obsolete transformers and the rest. Nice. Um, uh, you have just told us about the, the grid capacity and what is currently on the grid. Like you can comfortably do 8,000 megawatts. So, um, what the current status of our electricity generation from what we get in the news report is dwindling between three and four thousand. I don't know uh, where the other remaining ones are going or what we need to do. And it gives me hope actually that oh, yeah. if we get a nuclear power plant that generates one thousand. Yeah, yeah. Can I actually take it? Of course, of course, because you see, as I told you uh, today. To the best of my knowledge, there has never been a generation from the generation companies which transmission company could not transmit. As long as they 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 generate eight thousand one hundred. Wow. Eight thousand one hundred transmission company will conveniently transmit that capacity. But the problem is they don't they don't realize it's unfortunate that Nigeria is one of the countries that sit on top of gas. But we always complain of lack of gas. And 80% of our energy mix is from gas. Wow. Only 20-18% is from hydro. Wow. So if you don't have gas to generate, what would TCN transmit? Hmm. You get my point? Yeah. And now when if you do the stress test, well, we've been doing the trust test. I think they, it's not completed yet. Yeah. Um, uh, you have the, um, you do the generation test. You have the total combined capacities of all the generation companies. You go and do stress test uh, on uh, distribution network. You find out that there are a lot of disparities between, for example, 
we have the total digital capacity of 18,000, um, 13,000 megawatts, sorry, then 8,000 capacity for transmission. Then you have only about the last one I know because the trust is, is not yet completed. Yeah. 5,500. So you look at the gap between transmission and distribution and uh, transmission and distribution companies. Yeah. And that is why eligible customer was invented because there was about 2,000 megawatts stranded capacity. Okay. So the, the, the policy was declared by the former minister Pashula to actually uh, consume that stranded capacity, 2,000 megawatt, to what they call uh, eligible customers, those customers that can actually consume 2,000 megawatt and above. Have you considered the Bitcoin miners? They consume a lot of energy. I mean, I don't know if you... Yeah, yeah they, yeah, they do. <laughs> but you know, the problem with the mining site is they are always in the outskirts. They are in the bushes. Okay. They are not very close to where. So they are in places we call Greenfield, where okay. you don't have any available network across okay. very near to those places. But uh, people are, there are a lot of arrangements by the state governments now to okay. actually radiate lines to those places. Cool. Very nice. Okay, so um, it's very interesting to know um, our grid capability and what we are um, doing at the moment. Mm. And I did not know about the stranded energy. <laughs> I've been hearing about it, but I didn't know that it applies to us in Nigeria. So, but it's quite interesting to know. But um, in these days of, uh, just like you said, there are places where these um, lines does not reach. Mm. And that brings me to the point of uh, distributed and decentralized um, uh, energy. Mm. Uh, I don't know how does um, uh, how can we have kind of uh, distributed grid in Nigeria and uh, if it is not already existing and are there plans to be a bit more kind of decentralized in our transmission and maybe distribution as well. To build regulation to that effect, okay. we have uh, stand-alone generation okay. regulation. We have uh, mini grid regulation as far back as 2015-2016 in this country. But uh, people have not been taking advantage of that. And you have what we, we have what we call embedded generators or independent electricity distribution network. And uh, all these regulations are provided uh, for because we have two distinct areas in terms of electricity supply and consumption in Nigeria. You have areas that are served, you have areas that are underserved, you have areas that are not completely, they don't even know what to so In areas that are not served, in areas that are underserved, they can make use of this mini grid or uh, independent electricity distribution networks. Okay. Those are just greenfield, where by regulation, uh, every registered distribution company in Nigeria is supposed to submit to the regulator, I mean Nigeria Electricity Regulatory Commission, five years development plan. Okay. It is where that development of the distribution company within its franchise area cannot reach. That is where the commission will give a license to a mini grid generator or independent or standalone generator to generate electricity and then radiate its 
a distribution network to the community. Nice. Mm. And this um talking about like being able to give this license to um independent um, generators and they are also licensed to distribute to the immediate community it gives hope for this um kind of uh, small modular reactor development mm -hmm. and then it also brings me to the point of this new uh, power sector reform that was um recently passed mm -hmm. allowing independent power producers to um, kind of generate electricity how does this affect the grid? How does it affect regulation? And how does your regulation kind of um, interface with this new kind of reform? Because um, people will be more, because this is a very large market for energy, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, sure. not just in Nigeria, in Africa, and sure. in the world, I would sure. want to say. Sure. And so how does this affect your position as a regulator in the electricity industry and also as somebody who is also wanting to meet the need, the energy need of the country. How does this um, new regulation and position the, affect it? The um, Nigerian Electricity Regulatory Commission yes. have, has been doing quite a lot. Um, there is no sector or aspect of electricity that has not been touched, especially in the 2023 Act. There is no, there has been, the line did not start with 2023 Electricity Act. There has been regulation for independent IPPs, independent power producers. Okay. We presently have five or six PPAs in the market. Okay. We have a uh, power purchase agreement. Yes, with independent power producers. Okay. We have Azura, we have uh, Eggbin, we have Omoto Show, we have Oloro Ishobo 1, Oloro Ishobo 2, and others. Okay. There are about six. So we've been doing this way back. Way back. So we've been doing this way back um, 2016, 2017. But actually the process or the, the environment has been enlarged with the coming of the 2023 Act. Now, the space of generation has been expanded to generation through um, many renewable energy, solar, even nuclear, the nuclear you are talking about, biomass, biogas, yeah. uh, tidal, um, wind, and all sorts of energy. And then, there are also provisions for independent electricity uh, transmission companies, independent transmission operators, independent electricity distribution companies, and independent electricity distribution operators. Unlike the present uh, arrangement, now where you have only one transmission company, we the the, the 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 commission plan to have a lot of transmission okay. transmission companies where the transmission the present transmission company did not reach okay as in the case of uh, the distribution companies so they will be given license to radiate new lines and in some cases even if you check section 68 of the of the new electricity act it has dealt extensively 
who is independent transmission companies, independent transmission operation companies, and independent electricity distribution companies, and the arrangements that we have all over the country. Wow, this is a very great opportunity. Like those who want to um, invest in our energy or electricity markets, yes. stands to benefit a lot from exactly. this um, great opportunity. Exactly. And this reform opens up a lot of um, uh, avenue for people to invest into our electricity market. And I hope uh, those who are listening to this podcast will grab it as it is unfolding from this rare resource that we have. West African Power Pool, I've been hearing about it and not, I mean, from time ago and my conversation with you the last time and then I got to know that you were involved in it and yeah. it made me feel lucky that I've got somebody that <laughs> is involved in that um, endeavor. So can you tell us a bit about the West African Power Pool? The West African Power Pool is actually an arrangement to connect all the transmission grid. Okay. in all the 14 countries of West Africa, excluding wow. only Kebat. Kebat wow. is an island, island so it's yes. the 15th country in West Africa. But the plan is to actually interconnect all the 14 countries uh, of West Africa. Wow. And um, presently, I think nine of the West African countries are connected. Wow. Only one, or oh, okay, no, nine out of uh, 14, I think I only four about are not connected and yeah there is uh hope that uh before the middle of this year okay uh the, the ring will be completed and every other country will be connected wow that's it really nice good. yeah that is it's really nice but it also presents a, a fragile situation where um like how will it affect the regional connection and because you know if you look at the russian ukraine crisis now um if there is any kind of um, provocation a country can say okay your line runs through mine i'm going to cut it i break it and just like so i think yeah. that did not happen in the case of russia but i think the aggression i'm sorry to say this okay. was started with western europe i told you i'm presently a student yes, yes. and in europe yes. it started with the western world they said okay since russia has occupied ukraine let us minimize reduce okay. the consumption of the, they started first okay they reduced the consumption of gas from they diversified looking for gas from elsewhere yeah. but russia did not put supply to europe they okay. did not it's still running okay the pipes are still running and there are a lot of regulations in europe in that uh freedom of movements of uh energy goods and services all over europe is still there and nobody is violating that okay. what they did was actually violent and secondly yeah everything you see has its advantages and its disadvantages the the energy sources are not evenly distributed anywhere no. okay. there is what is called specificity in 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 energy generation transmission and consumption that most of this energy with the exception of uh with exception of solar okay. or maybe wind you find out that every other energy resource is situated somewhere yeah so also the same thing in west africa the energy sources are not evenly distributed yeah and then 
some resources have been shared like uh, uh, River Niger. We are sharing River Niger with Senegal, with Mali, with about five other different yeah. countries, Niger and the rest. Yeah. So when you have these common resources, you can always say, let's come together and harness it. Or oh, the, 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 the biggest among you can actually offer to do that in the case of Nigeria and Niger. We said at that time, since Niger, you don't have the resources to develop. So don't dump this water we are going to dam it we are going to start generating and then we okay. we we we, we give you a share of yeah. it sure. so we are not doing and we are not doing it for free we are generating a lot of money from there and unfortunately the president i'm very sure he was misled we are not supposed to cross supply to to i am very sure that is why you ask that question yeah. we are not supposed to we sign an agreement that uh, we are supplied this resources and that resource is coming from the Niger Republic and we supply this to you after we finish and uh, uh, there is no country in the world that is practically self-sufficient yeah theoretically yes but practically no so the world is moving towards energy security there is no way you attain energy security 100% and sustainable energy security if you don't share your resources with other people. It's not done. Nice, nice, nice. It's a very big eye opener and I hope um, uh, the world can actually um, get together and also Africa. We will not be left behind in this um, globalization and also reap the benefits in it. Although, um, not in use small modular reactors uh, promises to our subnational and micro grids mm. how prepared is our grid and regulations for this kind of um, new paradigm yeah, yeah. Energy, <laughs> nuclear energy yeah thank you you see um the mere mention of uh, uh, nuclear people get scared yes they always think nuclear is meant for destruction for war and rest. i think the biggest challenge that we have with nuclear generation is actually public awareness and sensitization we need to tell them no now i bred and i'm not if i can remember very well if you take 10 grams for example yes. of uranium and 10 grams of either uh, coal, um, gas, or whatever. Nuclear will generate 8,000 times energy. All other fossil fuel. So this is one of the, the energy density is much higher. I've never seen any energy resource that it has high energy density than nuclear. Maybe not yet non tomorrow. Sure, sure. Not yet non tomorrow. We are going For to me. make an illustration of that um, comparison. Of course, not, 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 yeah, not yet non tomorrow. Sure. And I think it's, it's, it's a big, 20% of electricity generation in the U.S. is still yeah. nuclear. And you have nuclear in, in, in France, in Russia, in so many other places. I see no reason we will not have the share of that technology of and that benefit in Nigeria. I think it's very important in terms of uh, readiness of transmission network. Yes, I would say with my limited knowledge, of, of nuclear electricity generation, you find out that uh, it's in in terms of generation is very similar with that of a thermal station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very it similar. It is. 
it's used the heat that is generated from yeah. the fish in disintegration yeah. of the atom. Sure. It's generate a lot of it would to boil whatever yeah. and irritant. The second side is more or less the same. Exactly, it's the same. So I but we are we're very ready, honestly. I don't know, but I think for me it's very similar with what we have with the thermal station so for me i envisage that we are not going to have any problems and because we have deficit in generation station because we always complain of lack of gas i think uh but the nuclear energy generation will be a very very viable substitute of and then is almost pollution free if you compare it with the fossil fuel sure. you are So there are a lot of advantages we are going to have, even though we can pollute as much air as we want, but we are still human beings. And if you pollute air now, it will affect you first before it gets somewhere. Sure. So I think there are a lot of advantages. And as for transmission company, I think we are ready. And I told you that uh, there is provision now for a lot of independent transmission companies, yep. as you said, that are actually repensed, that generate small ones that uh, you have in within an area which people will use. Okay, that's um, really um, heartwarming and also a lot promising to know that um, the country um, transmission company is ready to work on nuclear. There is no hope as um, as like gladdening like that so and i hope that people listening are also getting this will get to um know that we are ready in nigeria to get the small modular reactors or even the big conventional ones to integrate to our grid and so um if you see and also in this um de decarbonization drive uh because we're talking about um climate change and uh, how to reach net zero, how is the TCN uh, working to meet this uh, global climate goal? Because like it or not, we are part of the global community, yeah. even though we don't contribute much to the uh, carbon footprint, mm -hmm. we still suffer from its effects. And even though we shouldn't focus much on decarbonization, we cannot alienate ourselves from the global community and the impact of uh, climate change. Sure. How is the TCN positioning itself to kind of decarbonize the grid? Because, like you said, 80% of our generation comes from gas, which is fossil, although that's what we have in abundance. So, um, does the TCN have any kind of soft or kind of regulations? Because these things are policy based. This is what will make those who are generating, oh, they, are, they don't want um, dirty energy or dirty electricity. Uh, is there anything like that in the, the commission and yeah and what hopes do you have yeah I, I i don't work for the commission i work for tcn okay and as you rightly pointed out the issue of uh meeting net zero target is actually the responsibility of the policy makers okay now and the policy maker rest with the ministry of power okay. the ministry of power is responsible for actually translate the policy of the federal government in the activities of the ministry of power and the parastatals under the ministry of power yes federal government has we understand as uh, a country the intent okay. to actually um, reduce the use of fossil fuel but uh, 
it's going to be uh, an evidence of mental slavery if I tell you now okay, that Nigeria will discard generation through fossil fuel because okay. we export this fossil fuel even outside the country. We are one of the uh, best six in the world. Yeah. So we rather develop technology, adapt this fossil fuel to our system and maybe reduce the, uh, of course in 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 in, in it but um, i would not advise the federal government to completely ignore the fossil fuel for now okay secondly um i'll agree with you we don't follow the experiment by the environment but we actually destroy the sinks if you go and just make a study you find out that uh, the third world countries destroy more trees than every other communities in the world and yeah. this these trees serve as a sink of that carbon we don't produce a carbon but we destroy the the the, the structures that are actually naturally absorbing these carbons and then burying them in, into in the ground so there are two ways injecting into the air and then destroying what is supposed to observe to capture those airs otherwise we don't have the artificial way of doing it these the natural ones we have that are placed everywhere in third world countries the natural structures those are the trees of absorbing this carbon. we destroy them more than every other part of the world and i think we need to know that and we need to change our attitude towards that I'm winding down in this conversation, hoping that we will have some other time. I'd like to know if you have any spe specific key points that should be considered as we make our move as a country towards um, getting a nuclear-ready grid. Uh, you know, our grid has its own unique configuration. What do you suggest from the regulatory standpoint or from the commission standpoint? we should consider as a nation concerning our grid how our grid should be when we are bringing this nuclear i know it is in principle ready for nuclear but are there anything you think we should have in place as our nuclear energy comes place comes into it, it, I, I cannot speak for the commission okay but i can i cannot speak for tcn as well but I can speak for myself. Okay. In my personal opinion, yes, I think the opportunities are already provided by 2023 Act. It has recognized prominently the contribution of uh, nuclear energy generation and then its contribution to the energy deficit in Nigeria. And we may not even have to start from the grid because by law, you cannot use a grid unless you generate more than one megawatt okay and then if we get to 20 megawatts and above you must be dispatched by the national system operator which is an independent system operator now but uh, these opportunities that will be provided for independent transmission companies which eventually may be connected to the central grid can be used by the nuclear generation whatever companies that are uh, the prospective nuclear generators coming into the country they can start with these independent transmission companies okay. try to generate within uh, you know a certain area okay. 
generate so let's see how it works first okay. let's convince the people that this is actually workable and viable and this is going to be very important if we are going to upgrade the scale of the generation through nuclear and then we'll convince the rest of nigerians that yes we can integrate this to the central uh electricity grid. i mean uh, for me i don't think um the people need much convincing because once you give energy this is what people need i don't think i know a few people are concerned about nuclear energy because of what has happened in japan and other uh, accidents I, I think we just need the political will to get this thing running and that brings me to the problems that we have you know mm. as a country we do discuss it a lot we always talk about our problem what do you think is wrong uh, Nigeria's grid and maybe Nigeria's energy scape as somebody who is an insider maybe personally what do you think is wrong with our energy because we complain about lack of energy a lot I remember when I do some of my recordings I don't have electricity I have to turn on my standby generator to run my mm. my program <laughs> and several other people are in the same situation so what do you think is wrong with our energy space and how should we tackle it okay this is this is this is also i'm going to talk for myself sure not going to talk for any other person you see there are a lot of problems ranging from policy ranging from regulatory and uh, policy regulatory and uh, also the attitude of the players mm. in the energy sector let me start with the policy you see um it is a responsibility of the system operator yeah. within tc to actually draft the expansion of the power sector of the grid now in collaboration with generators and then distributors and other stakeholders but at a certain point the federal federal government felt this is where we have the gas so we are going to concentrate they built a lot of i'm not saying i actually it was a very good development but they missed one thing if you have a lot of generation station in one side then you have to transport those things to another place so today that part of the country is complaining of high voltage when we have high transmission losses for transmitting those generated to, to other, other, parts other parts of the country that are very far from the point of generation. And those parts of the country that are far from the points of generation are complaining of low voltage. So in each case, you do not meet the quality of supply. High there, low there, and concentration. You, we need the generation. We have to use every other resource means of not even gas hydro solar wind nuclear everywhere for us to have a very viable and stable supply system that is one two that is what is called white elephant project i'm sorry to say not even all the players policy makers the politicians will tell you that okay i can be for example a governor today or i can be an executive director in any of uh, the entities within power sector and I did not take a transmission or distribution station or distribution line even if it's useless there so that becomes a white elephant you've wasted resources 
and you can even tell okay maybe my village is only 10,000 people we need probably a uh, 60 mba transformer but i'll go and put 300 mba transform wow. which will be wasted you know capacity will be much more than the people that yeah. will be using it so there are other and another problem is if we have a global policy we don't adapt it we have to when you bring it in you have to sit down and see how you are going to adapt it transform it and you know align with the situation you have we don't do that this okay this is what they said this is how they are doing it and we have to do it and in the process you feel okay sir it's been a very um educating exposing and enlightening time with you i usually ask people on this podcast coincidentally i do have conversation with people who have achieved a very um, reasonable level in their professional career mm. so that's is like a big plus for the community that this podcast serves usually i ask them if they have a mentor and if they are also available to mentor other young and upcoming professionals both in nuclear nuclear related organization so can you tell us if you have been mentored by somebody and who you consider very maybe a key person in your life that has helped you and if you also have been able to mentor others coming up their life and career uh, my mentors is just very difficult for me to mention just one two three people there are many there are a lot i travel a lot and wherever I, I studied in so many different places okay. and wherever i go i get a mentor wow i mean so there are just so many okay and i think to sum it up is anybody that has achieved significantly okay. uh, uh significantly is in his field it's it's my mentor actually and then yes i'm always available because i've learned from so many people so i want to also pass it down to people that are willing actually to get the little line thank you very much and can you give us any last parting words for the nuclear industry and those listening to this podcast if you have some for for every country that wants to be achieve energy independence energy security nuclear at this point in time is the way thank you very much thank you so much it's been a very educating and enlightening time i remember i met you at the nigeria energy conference <laughs> yes, and exactly. from then i've been really <laughs> saying i need this opportunity and here it is so thank you so much thank for the time you. and i hope to talk to you some other time thank you so much you are always thank welcome. you for taking out the time thank you for your busy schedule appreciate mm. that thank have a great you. day <laughs>